0: One, two, three,
1: four.
2: All right, welcome back to Country and Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Andy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Stitcher, so be sure to share that with your friends. All right, let's jump right into business, fellas. Um, we saw the tweet earlier in the week that Coetzo was like, might fuck around and release... Uh, El Paso on Tuesday or Thursday or Sunday. We were like, hey, How much of this is true? Right. I sent it to you guys. We were all like, I don't know. It's official. It is going to be dropping at midnight Friday this week. So, uh, the, the album that the co fans and the three of us have been waiting for is on the way. Uh, the one he recorded in El Paso, Texas is titled Hell Paso. It's on its way.
3: Um, I know I can't wait. Is it midnight Thursday or midnight Friday? Is midnight the end of the day or the start of the day? Start of the day. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's one of those weird things because it's the start of the day technically. But if you're up late enough, and a lot of people will say up to midnight, it's it's not technically Thursday night, but it feels like Thursday night. It's one of those weird things. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're an hour behind us like a lot of people in Texas are, it is Thursday night.
1: Yeah, it's Um, 11 o'clock.
2: Yeah. Does Spotify do, uh,
0: is it like region locked to time zone? I've never noticed. You know, 80% no, of the United...
3: uh All music drops on Eastern time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't know. That's so, what I like enough. about being in central time is it's only 11 o'clock and I can listen to everything.
2: Yeah, so the, for our West Coast listeners, that'll be 9 p.m. your time. Yeah.
3: I've always wondered that, you know, because
0: let's face it, the United States with uh, circles around. Eastern Standard Time. (laughs) It
2: doesn't. It does unless you're Disney. Disney pisses me off with this because when they release a new episode of any of their shows, like when you're if you're watching any of the Marvel shows on Disney Plus or Star Wars Mm -hmm. shows, they it's all locked based on the West Coast, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't come out till three a.m. on the East Coast. See that's dumb. Yeah, I don't know what they should be. They have enough money and enough technology. To be Sorry. able to let me watch it at midnight and let you know, you know what uh, I our think friends that in is? California watch it at their you know midnight.
0: Th- you know what I think that is, honestly? I think that has a almost almost exclusively to spoilers. Probably. Because yeah. we live in a way too online world where people are gonna start dropping screen caps and everything and spoil it for people in California. Which they should Why just, let they just it go- watch
3: it at nine PM.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Just let it go. Who cares? Yeah,
2: it's it. That, it's what Michael Scott would call win, win, win. If they just let them watch it at nine p.m. I yeah.
3: only sympathize with the West Coast when they have like a eleven o'clock game or something. On the East Coast, that's like seven a.m. or no, that would be eight. But uh, well, see, just, mo- that's just too early to wake up to watch TV.
0: Well, see, actually, I know a lot of people. All right, the, the I don't think it's the West Coast that it gets screwed. I think it's actually Central Time because. Uh, the West Coast, their earliest kickoff is four PM Eastern or or three or three PM Eastern, which is twelve o'clock Pacific time. But Central Time, uh, and yeah, mainly central time, they actually have eleven AM kickoffs. Yeah. And that sucks because they have to get into the Eastern Standard Time, you know, TV window. But you know, West Coast doesn't think it's screwed. And you know, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio and a lot of people on the West Coast love it because Good morning time football. Yeah, they wake up at like 8.30 and, you know, big noon kickoff or college game day is about to wrap up. And, you know, their football's on. And they also love it because they are, you know, where we have to stay up to like the ass crack of dawn to watch the last game. Yeah. They're done
3: at like 9.30. It's
0: true. (laughs) You know, they just go to bed.
3: I know two of us that don't wake up at 8.30, though. Well, yeah, not, I if I,
2: not if I don't
3: have to. Yeah.
2: yeah. I get up at 6
3: every morning, but yeah. <laughs> Central time is God's time.
2: Basically, that's why you should go check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com slash shop, buy some merch, and share the podcast with your friends so that we can make enough money on this that I don't have to wake up at 830 anymore. Or me at 6. <laughs> but anyways,
1: yeah, go, out a, more, yeah.
2: go know ahead.
0: That's what I'm saying. Buy a horns down T-shirt because they almost uh, made a big bold statement this weekend.
2: That's true. I was gonna have to on tailgate season. Eat um, crow. <laughs> I was I was gonna have to I was gonna wear a Texas shirt. I have a UT shirt that I bought yeah. when we were in Austin just because I yeah. was there. I was gonna have to wear that on the podcast.
1: Yeah, because don't.
2: I'm am a horns down guy. So yeah. Do you see Nick Saban after the game where he told
0: some of his players cut that shit out? Cause they were throwing horns downs after they won yeah. and he screamed it at him when he's going to shake hands. I thought, yeah, it a like class Nick Saban class.
2: I think but he just yeah. doesn't want to catch any fines. Plus yeah, Texas, Texas, is Texas is will really be in soft. the SEC next year. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. So but anyways, co Wetzel speaking of Texas Co's from Texas, um, co new record coming out. Andy, we actually have heard some previews of the song because of what you sent over.
3: Yeah, I think we, uh, have heard a preview of all of it. He, uh, he, uh, it was an Instagram, he screenshotted his own Instagram. And that's when I figured out that that, I thought at first saw all, it was a track list, but then I saw at the bottom, it had like the Instagram button clicky do's. And then I figured out how to, how to find it. But I don't know that a ton of people actually found that you could do that. Cause do a lot that. of them, they don't have it. Like you can, it shows how many people have posted a reel using that song. There's not that many of them. So I think a lot of people didn't. You yeah. gotta go to search and type in Co Wetzel and then search it and then audio will come up at the top. Yeah. I did not know that was a thing. I didn't either until now. Co-wetzel taught me that.
2: Yeah, with it coming out on Friday, I'm about to look right now to see if it's even still there. But I, I was able to preview um, yeah, it's still there, I just like looked. a 30 seconds to a, a minute of all the tracks, and you know it's it sounds like it's about what we're expecting. Um, there supposedly is one song on the uh the album that's supposed to be like a just like Lubbock was on the last one. It's supposed to be like a country song. But I liked what I heard from what I could I could tell um from the previews. So I'm excited money for spent, it.
3: Money spent sounded lit. I don't know that Logan would love that one, but I think Kyle would love that. All.
0: Yeah, I haven't listened to him because apparently I'm a Neanderthal and didn't know that you could actually listen to him. I just thought what you sent me was a, a leaked track list.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, oh, cool. when
3: you go there's like play button. You give thirty thirty seconds probably.
1: Hmm. Oh, was it? Well, it got deleted. Um, it's still. All the songs are still on there. Yeah, the, still on. I'm looking at it now. The thing you said, okay.
3: Yeah, he posted uh, it on his story, so the story is gone. But you gotta go to search.
1: Okay, the story right. is gone. Okay.
3: Maybe yeah, the story fine. is okay. gone. Yeah, that's,
1: that's right. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, okay. If you type in Coetzo in your search bar
2: and then yeah. click search and then go to audio, it'll be there. Okay. Yeah, you got to yeah.
3: go, search it. You can't click on it. I was an idiot for like 30 minutes or not 30 minutes. It well, wasn't that long. Uh, every time I type in Coetzo, his name, like his profile would come up and I'd click on it. And I was like, damn it, that's not it. And I'd search it again and do the same thing over again.
2: Well, I mean, according to our comment on YouTube on their Coetzo and Hardy podcast we did, that lady thinks you're an idiot too.
3: Hey, well, sometimes I think the same thing.
2: Well, you, I don't agree with your take on that, but (laughs) she was all off her rocker on that one. But if anybody's curious, just go to our YouTube. We don't do much with it, Uh, but go to the episode with the audio from the Wetzel and Hardy uh, pod we did a few weeks ago and and read the, uh, <laughs> read the comment. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, like I, he did have a couple of what I think are skits in here. Did you hear that Andy or was I, it was just really late and I was falling asleep.
3: No, I think so. I can't remember.
2: I think was they it were welcome to hell Paso" was one of them.
3: Yeah. And then um, let me see if I can, it, sometimes it, I, it'll change on me. And like, I didn't let, sometimes when I search it, I don't get all the songs. Sometimes yeah. it will bring up some of his older stuff, but yeah, I heard some skits. I, I don't know which one would be the Lubbock though.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure it, either. And I'm just basing this off of what I read on Twitter. So, you know, I could, I could see it, could it be wrong.
3: I mean, but I could I, see it.
2: Yeah. I mean, have you guys really looked at the, uh, the album cover for this?
3: No, I've only seen it on that the little like uh the little square on Instagram and I can't really see it that well.
2: Yeah, I'll send it to you and Kyle now. But um I'm looking at the the so he he has two different I got confused by this. He has two different official um Instagram accounts now. He has one this Coetzel. That's just like Coetzel music. One. And that's the one I follow is the Wetzel one. It's like yeah, that's it's his too. stuff he posts. And then I keep seeing him. Where does everybody keep seeing all this stuff about his music updates? Because every time I see anything on there, it's just him posting crazy shit that I find hilarious half the time. But there's one, like Andy said, co on music. And he even joked on it And uh one of the in the release today, it was nine hours ago. They put out the album cover and it said it's going to be released um this Friday, pre-order your vinyl right now. And then he, on his personal account, he commented, Who said question <laughs> <laughs> mark? But the album I cover, like the it, album cover, I do too. That's I mean, sick. it's you've got a, you know basically a wasteland. It looks like of uh, sand with little patches of of grass or whatever growing up. You've got a trailer on fire in the background with some uh, uh, birds flying above.
3: With this a broke like abandoned, truck. broke down pickup. Yeah. yeah,
2: abandoned, broke down pickup.
3: The cross thing is sick. This looks like a scene out of uh, Breaking Bad.
2: Yeah, and honestly, that was kind of what I thought when I saw it, too. It was like a, it was a scene out of Breaking Bad where they were cooking meth in the trailer and it just
1: explodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: like no country for old men, like something you see in that movie. i be honest, I've never seen that. Fantastic movie. Must
2: watch. i That's the thing about movies. I'm not a like big movie guy in the sense of Not that I don't like movies and don't like going to go see some movies, but I just don't, I haven't seen so many movies that everyone tells me I should watch.
3: It's a classic. It's got Woody Harrelson's in it. uh, Tommy Lee Jones is in it. Yeah. I'm not a big movie guy either. I'm not either, but I've seen that one.
2: I don't know why I've always watched more TV shows than anything. Same. It's funny. I can uh, commit to a TV show. Just that commitment doesn't always lead over in real life. Andy, I think that's why we like, um, we let the commitment be our sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited for this album. Um, I, we hopefully might have something in the works on uh, on release day about kind of giving a, an initial reaction. And then we'll, we'll definitely be doing a uh, full review coming in the next week or so. So be stay tuned for that. I, you know, I fucking hate that phrase. Stay tuned. Who act like this? Is such a stupid phrase. People use it all the time and if you think it about made it, it's in the television
3: world though. Exactly. You have to stay tuned into your television set.
2: But who's really like, you know, checking somebody's stuff every day, being like, I'm staying tuned? Like it's such a dumb phrase.
1: I gotta stop using it. What would be the alternative? I want to be able to look out.
3: Yeah, but yeah. what if you miss it though? <laughs> if you're stay tuned, you check you can go back and check every day and see if it's there.
2: I guess if you want to go back and look every day, but at the same time, like I can't control what comes across my algorithm on my Instagram anymore. I don't even get to see half my friends stuff anymore because they keep showing me weird videos. They're trying to be
3: TikTok. Mm. That's why I search. You got to go to the search, man. Search it, man.
1: I was
0: today. <laughs> yeah, years old. I was today years old when I learned that uh reason people used to say, don't be a square is because you're not around. <laughs> didn't know that either. Yeah. I, didn't either. I was today years old. I learned it like two days ago. You know, old school slang. Don't be yeah. a square, man. Because you're,
2: you're not around. Know. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. I was, I was baffled. That's kind of dumbfounded. Funny. Yeah, yeah. What you, you live and you learn, I guess. Yeah, that hasn't been a term in like 50 years.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't be a square, man.
0: Yeah. It's I'm like, not gonna be
3: square. Every time I hear that, I just think about SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a valid. Yeah, that's a good
1: good point. <laughs> I was a very big Spongebob guy. Yeah. I a wasn't a Jay
2: Hargrove. No, I'm right there with Jay Hargrove on that. I love some Spongebob. But Coetzel El Paso, coming Friday. Uh, be on the lookout, as they say, when, for the people like me that hate, stay tuned. Uh, but alright, so let's move into the song Roundup this week. We've had some new songs come out in the last couple of weeks. We felt our uh, worth talking about worth commenting on and uh, I'm gonna go on and just lead off with the one that probably is of the most um, interest to people that listen to us and also to us generally <laughs> speaking Um, we have a new Zach Bryan song as if the 43 that he put out in the last couple few months wasn't enough the man's prolific you gotta give him credit there but Zach Bryan has a new song called Burn Burn
1: Burn so let me go Down the line we all burn 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 and die. So let me go down the line I wanna feel it all your painting sky.
2: So yeah, there's burn 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 by Zach Bryan. Um this song is interesting to me because first I want to comment about like sonically, yeah, it's it's kind of what we expected uh, of Zach, considering his previous two albums that we're all big fans of. But the song structure is interesting to me because the chorus or the main refrain or whatever you want to call it, the hook of the song doesn't really happen until the end. Like it's very rare that we see things like this. because most of the time, you know, the chorus you have within 30 seconds to 45 seconds of most songs that it pops in. But you have to get through this whole song before you even get to that. I found that interesting. I think it works in this song. Um, it's the song in general. I think it's just while you are appreciating you know, things in life, but you're still kind of looking for your place in the world and you kind of want to live the best you can. But because at the end of the day, we all burn, burn, burn and, and then die. And I kind of like the dour twist at the end about how you better enjoy this. You better try to find the things you want, because you know what? You're going to die. Um, I appreciate that. And then I got to give notice before throwing it over to Andy to the very first line of the song, which I thought was hilarious. Everyone seems a damn genius lately. TikTok talking late night TV. There's still so much I have yet to know. And I 100% agree with those lines. And which is ironic because we, you know, we're so egotistical that we started a podcast to talk about music like people. (laughs) We're going to be like, oh, these guys know what they're talking about. But I love that line, especially the TikTok talking late night TV. Uh, but I, I'm a fan. I like it, Andy. I think this fits in well if you were to put it on a playlist with the previous two albums, when all of them being released at the same time kind of makes sense. But Andy, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I would agree with the that statement. Uh, I I like the song. I I, I love the song. I uh, it really to me it's like it's almost. I to me the one thing it was lacking at the beginning was somewhat of a storyline for the song. But I somewhat think that the storyline of the song is more so somewhat of like a progression, you know, throughout life, you know, because if you notice like the things he's talking about, the things he wants, some sort of changes throughout like the song, you know, earlier he'll talk about, you know, how he wants to go back to being a kid. And then it's, you know, talks about wants to find him a good woman and all that. And then at the end, you know, he starts talking about, you know, one day I'm going to die type things, sort of, you know, maybe more so looking at your life the way your life could play out in the way it has from more so probably mid twenties age, just typically the narration point that he writes from. And it's just full of. Ver- I, w- I wouldn't say it's one liners because there's a lot of, it's more of like paragraphs in it that just, <laughs> it's, it's more like three lines put together that he just puts together. They're just so good. It's not it's people go their whole career and don't put together the lines that he put together in this song and had have good careers. There's just, it's just incredible how well the guy can write, especially considering how many songs he has already put out this year. And I, I like the uh, too. i I'm a, I'm digging the, uh, the extreme uh, Zach Bryan growl at the end. I like it. I like it also. Cause he's always talking about dying. Basically it makes it, I don't know. It just sets it off. Love this song.
2: Yeah. I, I i see what you mean now. I didn't think about that until you mentioned Andy, how it kind of is a progression of life. And mm-hmm. then it even gets to the point where it's like uh goes just little things that you have going on in your life. And then, you know, when you die, wanting to make sure you get through the golden gates. But I do have to point out I really like the line, My exes hate me and my friends all missy miss me. I wanna drown a rock up whiskey. <laughs>
3: You know, like, too, it's like how, like, the things, like, the little things like that. Like, it, it changes throughout the song. Like, what yeah. he wants and does, it, it, it's like he almost matures through the song and the things that he wants until he dies. Right. Or I guess that's part of the maturing thing, Is eventually, I guess, when you're younger, you don't think about the fact that you're going to die.
2: No. The older I mean, you
3: get, they, then, then you start to think about that.
2: I mean, some of the ways that we acted when we were younger men, um, it, we definitely acted as if we weren't going to die. And some yeah. of stupid things we did probably didn't make a whole lot of sense.
3: And it's like drowning in rock gut whiskey. I mean... Yeah. So it's like... So I mean, I think that's kind of the storyline to it, but some yeah. may just not have a storyline, but that that is a coherent thought as far as yeah. I can tell.
2: I mean, you see how much whiskey we drank last night? It was badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, what do you
1: think? Burn, burn, burn. <clears throat> so, um, the first... So it's four minutes
0: and 20 the first three minutes and 28 seconds are very good uh i don't this is the one song i don't like to zach bryan growl i just don't think it fits anywhere near what the story is trying to tell in the song um and yes it is it is uh, a story of life but it kind of it's like that it's more it's not so much just a linear story it's more so like a a forward and then looking in the rear in the rearview mirror in some verses yeah it, um it's not all uh a retrospective look because you know one verse he's talking about um you know finding a good loving woman and whatever was he say love her hard or something like that um and then you know the next verse that means yeah, yeah 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 and then the next verse he's like i want to be a child climbing trees i mean so you know it's He's, uh, he's a little bit all over the stages of life.
1: And, you know, that's fine. Um, I just, to me, the... It just doesn't... The whole song is so slow and, you know, articulate and... Then he like, starts heartfelt. screaming at the yeah,
0: heartfelt. And then he just starts screaming in the last verse. And I'm just like, eh. This, it,
2: doesn't, it just doesn't fit with the flow. It's probably the similar if, feeling you had to the Eric Church song, Madman. Yeah, it I
0: mean it is. I mean, now if he'd have done it once and not the entire last minute, okay, okay, there's a little bit of emotion there. You know, he's about to die, essentially in the, the grand scheme of the song. Um so I could I can understand with the, the play on emotion, but it's the last like minute
1: and odd change, and I just I just I just don't know. I just don't know how I just don't know how it flows.
0: To me, this sounds like the Zach Brown growl for the sake of the Zach Brown growl.
2: Um, you know how we talked about last week how I'm one way or the other about things. I was with you on the Eric Church mad Man part. Yeah, I'm with Andy this week on this. Okay, one. I don't know, so I mean, I don't know why fair. it's like. Is I, I think that the way he evokes the emotion at the end, I kind of gravitated towards. But yeah. I also can't really explain. To be fair to your point, why I liked it here, but I didn't on the Eric Church song. You know well, what it's I mean? All,
0: it's all subjective.
3: Yeah. I'd add in on that as well. If he did it every song, I wouldn't like it as much. That, I, I like it that he only did it, really did it this way in this song out of the 40-something songs he's done this year.
0: Uh, yeah. he's, he's got a couple more than that.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would say it's probably, it's not quite 10%. It's probably 5 to 7% of his songs have the Zach like Bryan growl, which right. is a, you know, it's a, that's a good. That's a good percentage. You know, you don't want to overdo it. It's a it's a specialty he has that he's known for, and
1: it, and it really that's the only critique I have. I mean, it, I just I didn't really quite follow the need for it. Yeah, if this if it, if this
0: had remained a soft and somber song. I, w- I think I would have liked it more. Right. the The song itself is about looking through life and wanting to go back to certain points in your mm-hmm. life. And it's very reflective, even though he's still, he's our age. So, you know, he's not old. He's not in his 80s.
1: Um, now, if somebody, I know, I know, if somebody who was old had sung this song,
0: if somebody covers a song that's very old, that's a legend in country music, I think that would be really cool.
3: Like Johnny Cash, it would hurt. Yeah,
0: right, exactly. I was going to say Johnny Cash, yeah. I think that would be really cool if somebody who is, not on their deathbed, but, you know, somebody who's well I'd past be, their prime.
2: I'd and, be a little freaked out if Johnny Cash
0: covered this song this <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Johnny Cash was the first one that came to my, yeah, came, now I get, came to my I, mind. Yeah, I get your but, point. I get your point. I mean, you know, I'm trying to think who's the who's the next really oldest country music legend that could do it. I mean, oh. Alan Jackson's in the 70s, but I don't think he would do a good job covering this song.
2: Um he, really have, Zach Bryan has a as a different style than a lot of yeah. the older country guys. So I was like Johnny Cash, the reason like he was able to do some of that stuff is because he he, he kind of leaned into what was any the American recordings uh, yeah. era he had where he had a lot of covers in there and he had like a little bit of a different kind of yeah. uh, sound to it than what he necessarily did in his younger days. But it was still very much Johnny Cash. Um, yeah, but I, mean, I, I I do. I get your overarching point. I I, I would like to. I think it could be done well.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know anyone off the top of my head, but and it, you know there may not be really anybody who can do it currently. I mean, this may be something that needs to be done 30 years from now. I don't know.
2: But, maybe 30 years from now when he's old.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he <laughs> redoes it, recuts it, that would be cool.
2: And yeah. Maybe substitute so the last minute. <laughs> <for> the <very laughs> I don't know if he's going to be able to uh, yell like that when he's saying He might not, man.
0: He might not, you know. But.
2: Yeah, it's like burn, burn, burn. Having
0: to take uh, vocal breaks because he's worried about throwing his voice out.
2: Is he's gonna burn, burn, burn that voice out? He, he, yeah, he's
0: he's gonna need some, he's gonna need some vocal training if he keeps doing that. Like, that's not a. It's tough on the vocal cords. That's for sure. Oh yeah, he's gonna have to go see a heavy metal singer. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm I, not being I'm not being like uh, joking about that. He really might.
3: That was blind. That. Kyle mentioned too though about where he wants to go back to being a child before playing in trees, breathing the fresh outside air before he knew this life was unkind. I re- those three lines put together really was the first one that stood out to me.
0: And can I can I also say my favorite line in the song is um in the I think it's the next to last verse where uh I, he says, I know I'm bound to die. So when I reach those golden date, golden gates, I pray. That I did the best I can. And then he brings it back to um gosh what name is the song is escaping me on his album that he sang about his mom. Uh sit with my mother in the in the dearly departed. And I was like, ooh, that's you know, that's that's kinda you know, it wasn't that long ago, but it's and it's yeah. it's an homage to a previous song, which I know it's more an homage to his mom. But
3: that whole verse is great. Yeah. I like too how he says that I pray to say I did the best I can, as in he's hoping that when he dies he can say that he did the best he can. But he's looking at it from the perspective of him currently. Yeah, fantastic yeah, fantastic writing.
0: Send a prayer down to the brokenhearted and let them know it turns out just fine. I mean, you know, that's a that, uh, that's that's the best verse of the whole song, in my opinion. I, I
3: would I would agree with that for a whole verse. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. That is probably the yeah. best. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the song is great. I mean, he has a
1: I just, I don't not like it. I just could do without the growl on this song. I don't think it necessarily fits.
0: That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, so I'll be the uh, outcast here with the bad (laughs) take.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, he's a heavy hitter in the songwriting world. So I agree with you guys on that, but uh, that's burn, burn, burn by Zach Bryan. All right. Next up, brand new song from a podcast favorite of ours. Megan Maroney named Tennessee orange. So that's Tennessee Orange, Megan Maroney. Um, I really like this song, even though it's a love song. And I think it on the surface, it's, you know, it's nothing crazy in terms of it, of the songwriting, in terms of a love song. But I think that why I like it so much is it's a little different for a love song. It's through the lens of using college football as an analogy and the rivalries, you know, there are within the SEC, you know, with Georgia and Tennessee and whatnot. And, the just the imagery of, you know, being in in Neyland Stadium where the volunteers play, like talking about use it, wearing his uh the guy's volunteers hat that he keeps on his dash. Um, I think that she does a good job evoking that imagery in this song. And then my probably my favorite part of the song is like towards the end. Of what I, th- I think it's if I remember correctly, I think it's the bridge where she's like, hell, I'm learning all the words to old Rocky Top. And he's got a smile that makes me forget that I always look better in red referencing the Georgia Bulldog red uh, for a love song from a female perspective that usually wouldn't be something I'd be into. I really like this one. And I think it's because of how much I love college football because college football is kings and king in the south. And I think this song sonically sounds great. Um, this is an example of it's definitely country, but it's like it's an example of like pop country done right. Like we say with Haley Witters and then Megan Maroney's voice. No, Andy's going to say something about that but I love that too. Mm-hmm. Andy, what do you think?
3: Uh yeah, you you are correct on that. The uh her voice was probably my favorite. Uh that's probably my favorite part of the song. I agree <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh I, I like, I'm
0: sorry, I should have took a sip of water while you said that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, and he's over here gussing in his truck in the middle of Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: caught me on guard there. I like <laughs> how too for this. Um, the, her rasp is almost perfect. It's not over. It's not too much. It's 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 classy. It's not Janis Joplin a little over the top. Which I like that, too. But this is it's very, very tasteful, I guess, the way you'd say it. But uh. I like too how uh, far as Ep, I would agree with everything you said in the writing. And uh, I like too how she's got the, uh, like when she's telling her parents about how she's got some shame in the fact that she's doing it because, yeah, you know, the whole deal. And is it, is the line, I look, I, what is it, I look better in red? I thought it was blue and red. And I was like, the blue, the Bulldogs are black and red. And I was like, and I heard this every single time I listened to it. And I was like, keep hearing blue and red. Yeah, the
2: line is, uh, "He's got a smile that makes me forget that I always look better in red."
3: I kept hearing blue and red, and I was like, "I don't understand." Yeah, better blue. Okay, I, I can see it. The way she sings
1: it, yeah, I can, I can see it. Um. Oh yeah. Um. So, I'm always a sucker for a female perspective in songs. Um. I like the song a lot.
0: Because essentially, she's admitting to her family she's committing treason. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she's, and she has no defense for any of it except that she's head over heels for this dude. And, you know, if you're not from the South, college r- rivalries run deep. I mean, there's a reason they sell house divided, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a reason they sell house divided license plates in the South. You don't see them anywhere else. But, I mean, it's, let's face it, uh, some of these things can divide marriages and households uh, to the core, and I like it that, you know, like I said, she has no no ex- no real explanation for it other than she's just head over heels with a guy, and she knows that probably in a million years growing up, she would have never been in Tennessee Orange, and she's telling her family she's just committing treason. Hell yeah,
2: she's committing treason. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, rivalries run deep, real deep. Especially, you know, like you said, in in Southern sports and in particular Southern uh, college football, because now this question I had for y'all with this song, because
1: I know what my answer is. Do you think a girl could get you to wear Carolina blue? That's a not safe word. We need to put an explicit on this. <laughs> oh I, it'll be there. Uh it depends on what my end goals were. I don't care what the end goal is. The answer to me is fuck no. You're better, you're
0: a better man than me.
2: Zero chance I'll wear Carolina blue, I, Carolina, I, I, Carolina gear to a
1: Carolina game. It, fuck in the current, it, I, no. At <laughs> my current stage in life, no. But if I was nineteen and I had certain goals in mind yes (laughs) yes i
0: mean i have no shame in saying that
2: i'm not gonna lie to you i probably would have been more stubborn about it when i was 19
0: i wouldn't have been i mean currently you know currently you know you had to put a gun to my head but yeah or you know be my mother's dying wish you know she's a
1: unc alumni but uh if i was 19 i had no real morals (laughs) <laughs> I'll be, yeah, be, be the first to admit that I have real, no, no real morals yeah currently
0: you know there's, there's more important things in life man
2: <laughs> stay strong Kings yeah stay um, strong uh, Yeah, 19 to, years old Yeah. Probably. to paraphrase Megan Moroni, I know that I look better in red when it comes to college athletics because I'm a pr- loud and proud NC State grad and my fight song says we're the red and white from state not you know what, because this girl is coming along, I might wear Carolina blue. So, hell no for me. Andy, what do you say? Uh, Kyle's a – depends on the time in his life. Fair fair answer. Andy, what is your answer?
3: I – Don't you lie, Andy. I am not as big of a a sports fan. So, the reason I would say probably not is because – I probably I wouldn't volunteer to do it, and if someone tries to, she would try to make me do it. I would not want to do it just out of spite, because you're not going to make me do shit. So I can see how that's going. I'm not volunteering, but then if someone tries to make me, then I get stubborn. Yeah,
1: I mean now, it here's why. Well, here's my only caveat. I've been to a few state games where. You know, you get, you gave me a ticket and I happened to be in town and I wore a black T-shirt. I didn't wear a state T-shirt. But, you know, I didn't
0: roll in there with some yellow and purple, you know? Yeah.
1: Let's well, see, that, I've, that I've that worn be,
0: an
2: ECU shirt before that. I've worn an ECU shirt. Like, you guys no, are yeah. rivals, but it's not a big enough rivalry for me yeah. not to pull for you. UNC is no. off the table.
0: Here, here's where I would draw the line. I might go and get me a light blue polo. I would never actually – I would never – or maybe a white polo. See, but see, I have plausible deniability Then I'm yeah. not actually wearing the logo of the team. Right.
2: I could just say it was a nice shirt. I had a nice shirt. As long as it's not the primary the, – like you said, the logo or the primary color and in, yes. in using this example, Carolina, it's not sky blue. Yeah, yeah. so okay. you could
0: rock a white polo T-shirt with a, maybe even a, a Carolina blue – Little
2: polo man. Oh, even better. Even better. You go get an old Miss Powder Blue shirt. Sure. Wear the old Miss Powder Blue shirt. And yes. when somebody thinks you're pulling for them, you just let out a go to Hill Carolina.
3: Right. Yeah. How yes. drunk are you? Who? I Me? feel like if you I feel like things change. Like saying, get, I'm sorry. Hey, look, I know oh. a guy where <laughs> I'm was, <drinking> where, water. <laughs> I know a guy at a at a game that was wearing a state shirt pulling for the other team. Sounds like how drunk you are.
2: Yeah, that's true. Our buddy, our buddy was drunk that time. He was. We were playing Syracuse, and he thought that uh, the S on the helmet for Syracuse meant state. One's <laughs> <laughs> from New York, buddy. Yeah,
3: I mean, if you're practically blackout drunk at, at a tailgate, and something happens to your shirt, and someone from the opposing that. team offers you a shirt. I mean, yeah. you might be so drunk, you don't even care. Sure, I'll we, take a shirt.
2: We have another buddy that isn't, um, he's not from North Carolina, so this is why I kind of gave him a pass, but he came to the football game with us one time. He's from, like, Florida, and he wore a North Carolina Tar Heels baseball shirt to an NC State <laughs> foot, Wolfpack football game because he just assumed it was all the same. And we all got there, and we weren't playing UNZ. We were playing, like, Florida State, or not Florida State, but Miami or whoever. And he was like, well, it's all the same, right? We were like, "Ah, uh, you got a lot to learn about North Carolina, my friend." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely not all. the same. Yeah, you gotta give yourself.
0: She never said she wore a Tennessee shirt. She was just wearing Tennessee orange. Tennessee. I orange give her. I give, I give her the out. She might just uh, wore a nice dress, or I'll she could have been wearing too.
3: a bulldog shirt with a Tennessee hat on. Now that might be worse. Yeah, you
0: can't. You
2: can't straddle both lines. Yeah, you gotta pick a scene. Yeah, you gotta pick a side. But. Yeah. Either way, I think the song is very well done uh, incorporating college football in the in as a way to express uh, a love songs. I, I was I was digging it. Same. But that's Megan Maroney, Tennessee Orange. All right. Next up band, I'm a really big fan of, as I always say every time we talk about these guys. Here is Future Birds, new song, St. Teresa. Why you gotta go and take it so that's St. Teresa future birds. Um, as I sound like a broken record, every time I talk about them, I love, love, love their cosmic country sound. Um, that rock kind of country mix, but it's like, I I just love that phrase. I don't remember who I read it from. It was some music critic, but I love it. It's, I think it perfectly describes a lot of their music. Um, but my take on this song and it took me a while to kind of get to this and I still could be wrong is it's a woman who's divorced and her life has imploded from what she thought it was going to be. And she's kind of living out her last days at the beach. And the first verse I love the, first, the opening lines are fantastic. Cause I found them hilarious. It's this St. Teresa with her dog on the beach. She's been divorced for years and drunk on, <laughs> and drunk for weeks. I was like, yeah, I was like that. That's hilarious to me. I was like, it sounds like the stereotypical idea of what people think a divorcee would do. Um, and then the chorus you know, uh, that we just played a clip of right there. Um, it's almost like the the dog was talking to the Teresa, the woman, and it says, "Why well, you gotta go and take it all so bad, oh mama, oh, like every wave in the bay is just breaking across your back. Can't we turn it up just a little more? Cause you know this apocalypse doesn't have to be a bore. So it's like, you know what? Your life you may think your life sucks and things may be imploding, but at the same time, you know what we'll fix that some nice cold adult refreshments. Just get fucked up. You're at the beach sitting on a pile of cash. Get fucked up. You know, things don't have to be so, so bad during while everything's going uh, up in flames around you. Uh, I dig it. Kyle, throw it to you this time. What do you think?
0: Um, I actually think this song is written from the dog's perspective in a self-deprecating fashion. Um, and the main reason I think that is, you know, uh, part of the chorus is like, gotta give yourself a grip, lay off the leash a little bit. And keep in mind, we're talking about the dog again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope your coworker doesn't listen to this because all I could think of was your coworker. <laughs> when I heard this song, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna say it on the pod. And I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast, but.
2: She doesn't, but just for clarification, in case she does, she's not divorced.
0: Yeah, she's not divorced. Um I just think of one of, I know people don't like inside jokes. I just think of one of our buddies that had a major crush on her for a while. And this is all I could think of when I heard the song. It has nothing to do with the actual song, but this is just all I could, all I could envision was her <laughs> recently divorced. and But yeah, I, I think I kind of picture the song from the dog's perspective. um, Just I, dealing, I, I dealing with this crazy woman that he's stuck with or he or she is just stuck with
1: um this is like one of the two songs i really like anything <laughs> yeah oh, sorry, i like no. it go ahead.
0: Oh, no i like it because i think it's i think it's almost comedic
1: oh definitely
2: definitely yeah
3: this uh i guess i had it's more so future birds than gen- more so in general I think this is one of the bands that sounds like something I would like on paper, and is very close to a lot of stuff I like. And then on paper, they're the same thing, but it just doesn't do it for me. Their sound, sa- their sound is, I can think very similar. A lot of stuff I like, but I just, it just is just not tickle- tickling that itch or scratching that itch.
2: Kyle, didn't Andy just tell us last week that he doesn't like straight ahead country songwriting? He needs something that's a little weird and out there. I mean,
0: this
3: is weird and out there. It's weird and out there. It's the sound. It it just. Oh, you
2: don't like the sound? I thought you were saying you like the sound.
3: No, it's it's on paper. It's no different than a lot of stuff I like. And, you know, it's one of those on paper, you should like this. I get what you're saying. But it just doesn't tickle the itch. You know, Mm, it just. Okay.
2: Okay, fair enough. Like my older brother, as feels that way about Creedence Clearwater Revival. Like we're we're big into that kind of music, but CCR just doesn't do it for him. So I get yeah. what you're saying.
3: Yeah, as certain people, it's it's on paper that there is you should love it, but you yeah. just just doesn't take tickle that itch.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that's Future Birds, uh, Saint Teresa. All right,
2: next up, another podcast favorite of ours, the uh, artist who, excuse me. Was our 2021 album of the year, uh, Miss Morgan Wade? With she released an EP recently with uh, an acoustic EP, had three new songs, three songs that are two songs that she had already put out on the last record. Here's one from the EP called Crossing State Lines.
1: Now you're crossing state lines, and I'm trying real hard.
2: So this is exactly the type of song that's in my wheelhouse of what I like. And I, I really, really like this song. Um, I, I'm not going to comment too much on the sonics of it because it's acoustic, right? I'd like to hear the full studio version, but I love her voice in this because she gets it, You see the power and the dynamics of her voice, but it also like, like Andy and I have said, we're fans of the Rasp uh, that some female singers have, and she definitely has it. Um, I love this song because it's basically a song about shit not working out. And she thought that this was going to be the one. But in reality, they never even got that far. And the question I have for you guys is, does crossing state lines mean that he was she was the side chick? And he was like, it was just coming over to have for some fun. And she's she, going back to his actual relationship. That's the part I wasn't really sure about.
3: Georgia time.
2: Yeah,
1: Georgia time, like Riley Green song. But I really like the song. What do you guys think? Mm. I don't know if she's a side chick. That's interesting. I didn't think about it that way. Um
0: <clears throat> the part that I I find most interesting of the song is the part that originally annoyed me, <clears throat> where she said, You never wanted me, and I never wanted you to. And when you listen to it, you're like, That that, that, that you know, in English doesn't make sense. But when you look up the lyrics, it isn't T-O-O, it's T-O, which Essentially means like she never
2: wanted I wanted to and she doesn't ever explain what it was. Oh no, so I it just clicked with me today what that was. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't that I wanted you to like I wanted you also. It was like I wanted yeah. you to to want me, but you didn't want me kind of thing. Right. I, I know exactly what you mean because I could yeah. not wrap my mind around that. I was like, well, that
0: makes no sense. Yeah. And but if you look at the lyrics, it says I wanted you to. And she never says what that is. It's almost no, no, like.
2: It, no, I, I, I got it today. It was saying that um, I wanted you to is meaning that I'm. Uh, oh, OK. So you're saying. You never wanted, me. Yes. Yeah, never wanted me, but I, I wanted, wanted you.
0: you OK. OK. Yeah. Yes. OK. OK. Yeah. That makes sense. OK. That makes sense. too. Yeah. And that was originally like the major beef I have. this. honestly so that makes zero sense. Yeah. I
2: th- I couldn't get over that either at
0: first. Yeah, I was, like, like, it makes I was no like, how sense. does that make sense? Yeah. I thought and, um, it was on purpose even if it's on purpose it still makes zero sense.
3: Or, yeah. or well I thought that was almost it's it's sort of was kind of sort of the point is that it's more so that it's I don't know how to say it. It's almost like it'd be a, almost sudden sarcasm. You know, like you don't want me, you know, but almost like it's what she would have said if he did want her.
1: But if she wanted him to want her. Um, that probably
3: makes more sense,
1: but yeah it, yeah. Um I look I think the biggest problem the song has is they
0: released a really stripped back acoustic version first, and I don't know if they're going to make it better.
2: Right, because it's the first thing we heard. So this yeah, is I mean, we going to compare kind of everyone.
0: And everyone's biased to the first thing they heard. Yeah, I mean whether
1: or not you heard a cover of a song first, most people that hear the cover first think the cover is better than the original.
0: Yeah. Um, because that's what they heard first, and that's what they think the song should sound like.
1: Um, that is the... It's not a complaint. It's the only kind of red flag that goes up is if they put, you know, studio slick back version, not sure I'm going to like it more. Right. Uh, well, yeah, I really like this song. Man, she's so good.
0: Mm-hmm. She's, she's so good, man. I love and Morgan Wade. This is... uh and I don't know if this is true, but this is right up Andy's Alley, because, I mean, she sounded like she smoked a pack of Marlboro Reds before she, before she sang the song. Uh She sounded like Chris Collinsworth last night on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she smoked a few before she sang it, and that rasp mm-hmm. is just where it's at. And it sounds like she's singing at the top of her lungs, Yeah, which is probably, in my opinion, the most difficult thing to sound like, because you don't Sound like your, eh, your voice, like, <laughs> eh, you know, the voice, like, yeah. s-
2: scratching. It, well, people's voices, most people don't have the ability to do that. Like, not everybody has Carrie right. Underwood's pipes where they can be screamy. Now, what I do like about <clears throat> Morgan Wade is she doesn't do it all the time like Carrie does.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it, like I said,
1: it, I think it takes real talent to have a little rest. You know, Ashton Craft is kind of in that same yeah. vein. Um,
0: It's really the only concern. Only problem I have with the song is they almost shouldn't release a slick back cut of the song because you you put it out there
2: in this form, yeah. And I'm not sure I'm gonna like the slick back version. It's funny you say that because a lot of her uh, initial fans heard so a lot of the songs from the first record that we uh, had as our record of the year last year. Mm -hmm. She did acoustic versions first and released recordings of them on YouTube or recordings of them. Like on, I think she may have did something with the vinyl sessions or whatever. And that's what they became so accustomed to that. Some people couldn't get past that and didn't like mm-hmm. the album as much. And I, I understand why, because like you said, it's the first thing they heard. Um, So I, I kind of have a similar concern. I think I'm going to still like it, but I, I'm with you on that. Um, yeah. Andy, what do you think?
3: It, it too, with that, is it songs that just really work acoustically, I don't, I agree. You sh- I don't think those songs you should do acoustically before because certain songs just don't work as well acoustically. It's it's the way the song is written. Uh, Last Cigarette to me would be a perfect example. Acoustically, it, the song doesn't work quite as well. It's just not meant for that style. So I, I would agree that when a song that would work acoustically, you, you're, walking on eggshells when you do it that way but every when i listen to this song it it's not fair to everybody else is trying to compete with her of how good her voice is you i don't understand how you can even when she's not doing stuff like like more when she's almost just talking i think it's more for like her accent but like it's so it's so good like every vocal thing she does is is fantastic so it's just not not fair to everybody else and uh i love the uh i thought i found heaven but what kind of line, uh hell is this i love that line mm-hmm. i love it every shape when people do it because um i not just forgot her name uh Cleo's girl what's her name oh um i if know if not ask me that uh i uh, even caitlin know caitlin butts. butts i was about, was about to say, even know what she looks like uh, <laughs> where she did the uh <laughs> the line the uh and he's like i swear i know her name The I'm drowning in a dream line, like when people do that, the heaven, the hell, I love those lines every time somebody does it. And this is a great way to do that line. Sounds great if if you didn't catch my drift so far.
2: Yeah. I mean, and then like I have to uh, say, like, you're a black T-shirt at end of that bar at 12 a.m. I'm headed to work hungover saying I ain't never drinking again. But now you're across the state yeah. lines and I'm trying real hard to get over you. I love the fact that it's almost like a tease, you know, and it's almost like you think this is going to be it. You think this is going to be the one, so to speak. And then it just you never really got to that point. You never really got to hold them in your arms and taste your uh, their kiss on your lips. But uh, then it leads into Andy's line, so I think this is yep. a really, really good song.
1: Yep, I'm. Um,
0: I still have cautious optimism for her next album. Just, I just don't know if she can live up to <laughs> that first grand
2: slam out the gate.
0: Oh, uh, it was yeah. a
3: fantastic debut record. Like yeah. two weeks ago, I started listening to it again, and it's I was still like, so it, damn good. It's it, it almost almost gets better. I wish Don't that I could go back and it gets better and better every time I listen to it.
2: Oh, can, I, you know I wish I, I could go back and listen to it, having not heard it before, because it's one of those albums yeah. that I wish that because like the moment that I first heard Wilder Days from the first track, it just hooked me immediately.
0: Now, Logan, you know this. Uh, Andy, you weren't, you didn't come up by one night, but you know that. Let's face it, me, Bailey is the polar opposite on music we listen to. Yeah, and. You know, that one night that you came over by yourself and we were just playing music on my
2: TV. And she was like, can we listen to Morgan Wade? (laughs) I mean, look, at her like, hell yes, we can. We're like, yeah, we can make that happen. And then she tried to deny that we're the ones that told her about Morgan Wade. Yeah, she did.
0: A hundred percent. That I
2: was like, Bailey, I was like, no, no, no. please tell me that you're trying to think that somebody that's your friend other than me and your fiance would be the one to tell you about Morgan Wade, please.
0: Now, in her defense, she still to this day denies the fact that um, I was the one that got her into the office, which is like 10 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Anyway, so she's consistent that she just doesn't want to give anyone any credit. But, yeah. Now, she got me into New Girl. But, yeah, I'll, I'll give her that. But, yeah, she, she doesn't want to give other people credit. But, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: she yeah. It's one of the few, you know, opposites attract. But, uh, yeah, it's one of the few things that. We could both sit in the car too and jam too without somebody else getting annoyed. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: but yep. yeah. That's uh, Crossing State Lines, Morgan Wade. All right. Next up, we
2: have Randy Houser. Uh Randy Houser, you know, he, his last like record, I was a big fan of. I really liked the sound that he was kind of like shifting towards. And I think he's kind of doing more of the same. Um, of that sound, that I re- I'm really digging on this song called Rub a Little Dirt. Just rub a little dirt on it. Shake the dust right out of your mind. Let a cool
0: breeze work on it. You feel the heat coming on right on time. Rack a six pack open somewhere under an open sky. When well, life gets a little hurt
2: on it. So I think why I like this song, I mean, let's talk about the criticisms first, right? Like, so a lot of people are, um, that are listening to this, half the people at least would probably say, you know, the, the, oh, yeah, Dimension Six Pack couldn't get a mainstream guy without <laughs> beer. I mean, yeah, I, I get I mean, that. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, I get that. That's that's a fair criticism. Um, but sonically, this song is obviously country. Randy Houser's voice is is a great, he's a great vocalist. I, I could listen to him mm-hmm. sing almost anything. But I love that it's kind of gets into more of what I I, at least this is my take. You guys may disagree. I think this is kind of leans into more of what I liked about some of the John Party songs that um, Andy didn't like as much as this takes a more uh, country approach to the writing in the way of taking that phrase that we've all heard from our dad or a little league coach or somebody when you get a little scrape or you get hurt a little bit, be like, rub a little dirt on us, son. Um, I love how it takes that and incorporates it, not just as being like when you first hear it as a kid, but also just throughout life, whenever things are going bad, you know what, just kind of get away from things, roll a little dirt on it. So, I mean, I, I really like this song.
1: Um, Kyle, what do you think? So this is, um, this quintessential country. Um, is, is this song full of cliches? Oh yeah. Um, is it generic ass country? Oh yeah. Um
0: <laughs> am I much happier to hear this on country radio than some of the shit we have heard? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah. Channeling my inner Kool-Aid man here. Um <laughs> Yeah. Like I said,
1: Randy Hauser is like he's a poor boys, um, Ronnie Dunn. And that's not an insult to Randy
0: Hauser. It's just not everybody's Ronnie Dunn. Um, the guy's a phenomenal
1: vocalist. Um, the, my main particular song is, like I said, it's got some some
0: shit in there that's like eh, as it, it's it's some it's fodder for Carter. Oh
1: yeah, it's,
0: it's fodder for classic rock Carter. Um, like I said, rub some dirt in it, you know. So it's a quintessential statement that you hear growing up. Um, the main, like I said, the main criticism I have is just, this is just canon fodder for the, yeah.
1: the memes and troll farms of country music. Um, but is it a good song? My opinion? Yes. This is easy listening. Um, it's not a Zach
0: Bryan thesis. <laughs> that he writes uh or a dissertation um it's it's simple and sometimes if it ain't broke don't fix it
1: and this is what i would say to the song it
0: ain't broke don't fix it it's simple it's easy um so yeah i, I give it a thumbs up like i said i don't think andy's gonna like it
2: but because yeah, Andy hates country music, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a simple, true to life country song that you know, yeah may have some cliches in it. But that, oh, that's, it's loaded that's with cliches. The, that's the name of the game sometimes. But I sometimes, think you yeah. succinctly put it. It's a simple, true to life country song. All right, Andy, he who hates country,
3: I actually would pretty much, for the most part, do agree completely with Kyle that uh, I would prefer if some of the cliches were not in there, but I do it's a great it's it's a simple song done well. And and to Logan's point where he said what he liked about the John party songs, this is what would be a good example to me. Why it's a simple song, it's the same we've heard all the time, but the the writing of the song still feels new in that concept. If you get rid of you get rid of the clichés, the whole song still feels new, but it does still have the the clichés you've heard a thousand times, but it's it's good simple, it's a good simple written song i do think one possibly one of the things that helps the song is it's it's two minutes 44 seconds so it's a little on the shorter side if they would have tried to make the song three and a half minutes i i don't think it would have worked as well i i think and i could see where there's some songs that that's where they mess up that if you were to try to make this three minutes and 30 seconds and not have musical filler you would have had to have changed the writing of the song a fair amount to add the words in there. And it, and it just would, it would not have helped the song to make it any longer.
2: Yeah. I think that honestly, all three of us are pretty much at least 98% in agreement on this because I'm with everything you guys both said there. I mean, I, I, I think it's simple, true to life country song that has some cliches. But as our U country has cliches, but to Andy's point, they've been done a thousand times. So I, I think that the reason we get so tired of the cliches is because of that era of bro country that mm-hmm. yeah. it, it was like the kind of hip hop infused, you know, hey girl, come get on my tailgate, I'm take you <laughs> on the back road kind of stuff. It kind of wore it out for us. But but yeah, I'm with you guys on this one. Uh, it's Randy Hauser, rub a little dirt on it. Uh, all right, close things out with this one a new artist that Andy found um, named Aiden Canfield and a new song called The Only Good. But I don't want- All right, that's Aiden Canfield's The Only Good. All right, Andy. I'm gonna throw it to you first. You found the song. Uh, what do you think, man?
3: Yeah, it popped up my release radar. I uh when you read this guy's influences, just some off the top of my head was like Seeger, Springsteen, and Zach Bryan. To he has a sound that really does incorporate those sounds very well and mixing them together and not really and still sounding unique it the uh like with this song in particular the drum back beat it would be a would be lit in a small venue that that would really set it off really well the writing for the song is um it's not overly it's not overly simple not overly done i it's i don't really i don't know what you would compare it to because you know i guess it's it's not bad. It's good. It's good writing, I guess is what you would say. It's not overcomplicated. It's just plain, simple, good writing. And then the uh, the sound, I like how it does have a very, more so in the arrangement side of it, it does have a rock feel to it. The way like the the chorus pulls in and everything. And it, for me, he uh, only has four songs out. And a lot of them sound very similar to this song in particular. I really like this sound. You know what I really like it. it perfectly.
2: You know what it uh, reminds me of a little bit, not exactly. Is it reminds me a little bit of old '97s?
3: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because like, I think the song sounds really, really good. Because I'm drawn to this kind of music. I think the song is fine in terms of how it's written. I don't think it's anything spectacular. But I don't mean that as like it's as it's bad either. I think it's fine. Um But I do like the song a lot. I'm interested to listen to more music from this guy. I and I really, really like the way this song sounds because it it's just I think it's the up tempo heavy drums kind of like um aspect that it what draws me to old ninety-sevens. And for the older fans that may be listening here that are big Rhett Miller old ninety sevens fans, I'm not saying this is exactly like the old ninety-sevens, because that would be sacrilegious to the to the 97's crowd, but
1: I'm saying it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. I really love the way it sounds. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? Is it safe for me to just take the meh? Yeah. I mean, if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. I didn't hate it. I didn't really like it either. Um, this was the one on the playlist that I didn't really have a strong opinion either way. Right. It was this was the one song on the playlist that I was kind of wondering is there a country influence on it? Um, I might be a little off base there. I was just it's
2: country ish, I wouldn't call this straight up like in the terms of Neotrad, I wouldn't call it that. Okay, Uh, I was just yeah, I was just kind of like definitely a fusion. Yeah. It's
3: got some Texas country influence. Yeah, there, it there's does. a lot of it Texas does. bands that that I would say that it has that influence on in it. Yeah, sure. yeah, I'm
2: with Andy on that.
0: Okay, uh, that might be a blind spot
1: for me. I was just kind of kind of struggling to to you know connect the dots here, but I wasn't very. High. I'm not nearly as high on old '97s as you are. Yeah, what? Which yeah. kind of kind of uh might explain it. Um, I'm not saying it's bad, but I was
2: just—it was just adequate. Yeah. The biggest thing this has in common with a 197 song is the tempo. It's not. I, mean, so I much like it's. It's, it's exactly a very heavy bass pedal.
0: Yeah. You can. I, some almost so heavy that's all I hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish they would have bumped his microphone
1: up in the recording. Yeah. But, um. I can't really complain about that being somebody that likes 2000s <laughs>
0: rock music where usually the singers, the last thing you hear.
1: But um, he has a very soft voice. Um, so that's really... Yeah, I mean... I'm just going to defer to you two. I, I like his voice.
2: I, I need to hear more of his music, but I yeah. I, I do like this song. I don't want to make it seem like I'm not. I don't like it. Like I said, I love the way it sounds. Um, I don't think I'm as drawn to the lyricism as Andy sounds like he is, but I don't think it's bad, if that makes sense.
3: I I don't think it's bad at
2: all. I think it's it's pretty good.
3: good. It's good, and, and I think it's simple. Yeah, it's good simple songs, and uh, I just it just clicked actually. It's not all of his songs, but this sounds very similar to certain uh, Bart Crow songs.
2: Yeah, like mid two thousands Texas country uh, scene is what kind of this kind of hit me with.
3: Like uh, like Where My Ring by Bart Crow. Yeah, yeah. Like like that's type, and there's other people from that that had that sound to it. That that yeah. it really reminds me of that. I really like that sound. And I don't know that that was actually super popular because I haven't heard a ton of bands that have done it.
2: I don't know. I think that it was more popular than you realize in that time period because We might just not know
3: who they are. Now that you
2: now that you mentioned that, I think it it reminds me a little bit more of that era of Texas music than old ninety sevens. I think the biggest old ninety sevens vibe I got was the tempo and the chorus. Um but I'm with you on it does. It's reminiscent of that era of some Texas country music bands, um, which which honestly, that's a gateway out of the mainstream pop country of like the the lesser music from Nashville is that Texas kind of stuff, because the Texas stuff, I mean, let's call it spade a spade. It, the majority of it from uh, isn't necessarily the most hardcore country. There are some, but, you know, it, it's a good mix of. Country and rock and roll, which is why I think Andy and I really were drawn to it back when we first started getting into Texas music, because it's it's country enough with some loud arena rock guitars mixed in. Um, it's it's platable to a mainstream audience if they give it a chance. I guess is the best way to put it.
3: Yeah, I know. More I look at the the certain playlists I was like, it reminds me like some Corey Moreau, mm-hmm. like a little bit of Reckless Kelly. It's got that Kelly. whole. It's got that sound to it. It, to me, there was a lot of artists that I thought did this sound very well. Bart Crow specifically. Yeah. Is it my, my problem with him is his, all of his songs don't sound like this. Because I thought he m- was murdering this sound. Yeah. It was fantastic.
2: But then if he did do all of his songs that sound like that, you'd say that it was not good because it all sounds the same.
3: <laughs> hey, but if you're doing it right, it's fine. For all Zach Bryan's songs sound the same. Because it works.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Zach and Zach Bryan, you know, fucking murdering the
3: game right now. Yeah. Um, Turnpike Pike songs nothing like they sound that different.
2: That's true. That's true. And they also were murdering the game and probably will be murdering the game once they release new music. But I'm excited <clears> to see <throat> them October 28th. Can't wait. They are Years. They um, do. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got to be coming soon. So, but that's our get song roundup this week. Would you? Would you have, Kyle?
0: I was just say, get your shit together, Evan Felker. <laughs> But he, he did. He did. I mean, like get it more together. Releasing new music. Yeah. Yeah. Get it more together. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Kyle wants new music. <laughs> I do.
1: I was a late, I was a late comer, man. And I feel cheated. <laughs> I genuinely right. do. Yeah. You, you
2: never got to see him in concert. I'm telling you badass Yeah. Show.
3: The thing too is that where you really get cheated. Well, I also saw people...
2: BJ sober too. So I feel even more cheated. No,
3: BJ but was like, better uh, sober
2: than he was drunk.
0: Okay. But
3: bands like yeah. Turnpike and Co Wetzel and small venues, that's where you get cheated because that's not happening again. And oh, it is yeah. something else.
2: It was, it was. Lincoln Theater seeing Turnpike was as our first kind of foray into this type of music was, in hindsight, crazy, but it was, was an what? awesome show. That
0: was, what, four years ago
1: now?
2: No, we, oh, were, yeah. we weren't even 21. Oh. I was a month from being 21, so it was 2015. Okay, so what, when y'all saw him in Tulsa... Oh, that was New Year's Eve, twenty nineteen, right? Twenty seventeen to eighteen, because it was New okay. Year's Eve, twenty seventeen, going into the twenty eighteen New Year. Okay, yeah.
0: okay, so five, going on five now. Yeah,
2: the last time yeah. I think we <laughs> saw them was twenty eight. It was probably eighteen, fall,
3: probably
2: fall of twenty eighteen. Me, Chase, and Andy saw them at uh, the Ritz in Raleigh. Yeah,
3: that was yeah. eighteen. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, that was eighteen and. Yeah, that was 18. Let's see. I might could actually tell you when we saw. It was probably, Tulsa was probably, Tulsa was 17.
2: Yeah, it was New Year's Eve 2017.
3: It was was New Year's Eve 17, 18.
2: Yeah, because the the end of the show was in 2018.
3: That was, oh, man. Started out drinking whiskey and right before the show, got my belt locked and loaded with two six-packs. Nowadays,
2: night. Andy would be sitting in the corner with his glasses, sipping, uh, sipping uh, club soda.
3: I'll be honest, <laughs> if, I, if, if, if I were this age now and started the night out with an, an amount of whiskey, I don't remember how much, that's how it started, and then drank two whole six packs on both my belt loops during the show, I would be dead.
2: Andy, I think you could do it because Dustin was older than us are older than our current age when he was there with us in Tulsa.
3: Yeah. And um how did uh December 30th end for him?
2: <laughs>
3: we'll leave it at that.
2: <laughs> All right. Well make sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon. Um we have a link in the Spotify description that you can give us a up to 1 minute voicemail we'd love to hear from you tell us what we got right what we got wrong or if you just want to go tell us to fuck ourselves make sure you leave us a good uh up to 1 minute voicemail in the Spotify description for this
0: if episode you, if you tell us to fuck ourselves be clever about it
3: Yeah no, we I will say. if you do we will play it on the show
0: Yeah be clever, be clever. Be, if about it's it.
3: if it's clever we'll address it
0: yeah, pl- please be pithy, clever. Yeah. I enjoy a good insult. I do too. Yeah, be, be clever about it.
2: <laughs> Check out the uh, website where you're at at coldcansnetwork.com for blog content, com slash shop for t-shirts, hats, and koozies. And for this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan sitting here with Andy and Kyle, and we will see you next time.
1: Take care, guys.